Welcome to the Tag Your It podcast. I am Ray Ray. And I am David Van Becker. Oh, yes. And here we continue doing the uh, Lynn Valley to Springfield Zoom meeting between us anyway. Uh, just, a, you know, that's the newness of the new year with the uh, new things going on in Dave's life. And uh, so the studio is still here in Springfield, but also we got a studio in Lynn Valley, Kansas. That's right. right now. We have the satellite studio in Lynn Valley, Kansas, in my church office. As you can see, there are nice books here behind me. And mm-hmm. eventually there's going to be a tag your it logo right up there on the back of the door. So yeah, I think this is a pretty good up. place for me to record from because uh, the other times I've sat in my chair, but I think this works pretty well. I'm sitting at my desk right now. Yes. And it looks like a wonderful office. So, yeah. So we got all that new stuff anyway. Um, and speaking of new stuff, that's what we're coming together on tonight. So there's uh, been just some really awesome social media, just a rave and review about the salvation of a very uh, prominent individual um, in humanity. And so we want to talk about uh, the issue of Elon Musk accepting Jesus Christ. And so, um, well, definitely the fact that they got Elon Musk on the podcast speaks to the legitimacy of it as a major cultural, at least phenomenon. I know that mm-hmm. Carl Tuckerson, uh, Tucker Carlson has had uh, <laughs> the CEO of the Babylon Bee on his program because it's very odd in this cancel culture in which we live to have a Christian satire page that actually does well. And I've seen tons of people share a lot of really funny articles on it. But before we jump into the actual content of that podcast, Adam, I do think it's important that you tell everyone about what's coming up here in the state of Missouri, because we want to not only remain relevant with cultural things, we also want to key in on some other key positions that we take and activities that we participate in regarding abolition and the state of Missouri. So you probably want to share us with us a little bit about that. I do. (laughs) And I know that I like to like, just get right to what we're uh, doing, at least to go, Hey, this is what we're here doing, but let's do some housekeeping because uh, we got to do that. There's that was a great teaser. That was just a great teaser into (laughs) what we were getting into. So (laughs) yeah, that's right. So, but wait, there's something we got to talk about. And so, yes, uh, tag your it. Um, as you know, we have uh, been a part of the abolition debate, the abolition for, or the, the, um, well, we are basically also Dave and I um, started the Missouri Baptist for the abolition of abortion after getting sort of the blessing from uh, the Southern Baptist for the abolition of abortion that Dave got to uh, join in a lot with last year that this year I'll get to end up joining as I, um, go to Anaheim this year. So it's going to be awesome that uh, since Dave has moved to Kansas, I've got to now take a little bit more responsibility in that department, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Uh, But anyway, um, with that said, and me being a, being a part of this uh, and taking on more more responsibility. um, And that was very wonderful of you to be so willing to do. Uh, Obviously it fell right into your lap in, well, you could have pushed it out if you wanted to, but I'm grateful that you have carried the torch of the Missouri Baptist for the abolition of abortion. And I'm still glad to be a member and a part of that. I'm also, you know, Kansas, Kansas Baptist for the abolition of abortion. We're just a little bit behind as far as uh, (laughs) having a 
Facebook page. Uh, yeah. But we are not done. I promise you that I will be really quick to make sure as a camp member of the Kansas Nebraska Convention of Southern Baptists, I'm going to make sure that I am a messenger from Crossroads Baptist Church because I have dual membership. I'm able to have that at my new church, which is awesome, which is great. It allows me to continue to have a voice in what's going on in the Kansas-Nebraska Convention of Southern Baptists while I'm pastor at Lynn Valley Community Church, which is not affiliated. I do have this awesome uh, opportunity to serve uh, dual membership. So I went ahead and transferred my membership back to Crossroads Baptist Church. And uh, they haven't voted on me yet, but I, I imagine I know a few people there that they're going to be glad for me to be a member. And so I will be very quick to make sure we get a resolution written for the Kansas Nebraska Convention of Southern Baptists on yeah. the abolition of abortion. So that hasn't yeah. died with me. It's not done. But I still get to be involved in some of the things that are going on in the state of Missouri. And there is going to be a rally that is going to center around this new Senate bill. And I cannot remember the name of it, but I'm it a is number SB of it. 699. So let's let's do this. All right. So we are just under a month away. So if you are it doesn't this is a Missouri issue, but this is also a universal Christian issue. And so it doesn't matter if you are from Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, Alaska, if you want to come down and join us for the Missouri, so it's the abolish abortion, Missouri rally, and it's on February 9th uh, from one or one to 3 PM at the Missouri state Capitol. So what's going down is uh, the abolish abortion, Missouri folks. So this would be Wes Scroggins that we've had on the show. Um, He has worked um, really closely with uh, Senator Mike Moon. So he has been a representative. And remember, we've had the God in Government Conference. So you can go back to in our catalog uh, to those. Uh, he, we have him speaking about abolition in the state of Missouri. Um, and those we've had Wes Scroggins on the show to talk about um, whenever Mike Moon per, in the House uh, talked about uh, HB 2285. And so that was Mike Moon proposing that. We also talked about SB 391 in the last session. So he became a senator, introduced the Senate bill that got shot down by pro-life Bob Onder. That, that's what that's the uh, name dropping that uh, Dave ended up doing and getting yelled at, for, not necessarily yelled at, but you know the uh, we don't name drop and call I people out I just totally publicly. want to chase a yeah. rabbit real quick on that. Oh, yeah. Because I have never said this before, but I will say it here. When there was that um, resolution, I actually think it was a motion to do some type of uh, sexual allegations uh, movement, like create, I think they were going to create a study group of oh, yeah, the, sexual the task abuse, force. right? Yes, the sexual so, abuse task force. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I did not get a good chance to look at all that, but in some of the reasons as to why they shouldn't actually do that, do you remember that? Russell Moore was bashed and berated from the floor at the Missouri Baptist annual meeting, and nobody said anything about that. So it was just perfectly fine to bash someone like evil Russell Moore. But when we actually talk about someone who is, uh, again, representing the state and actually has some real authority to actually make laws, when we use their name, somehow that's now evil, but nothing, nobody said anything when Russell Moore was bashed. It was like, as if that was acceptable for some reason. And I would say, um, number one, it was wrong for them to bash Russell Moore. He's not even Southern Baptist anymore. And so that should have been called out right away. 
but I actually had a legitimate reason to use someone's name and demonstrate actually objective actions that they had taken. And when I In do public, so, by the way, too. Yeah. Public objective actions that they've taken and a faulty praise that was given to this person that only to me represents the incredibly inherent uh, pro-life industrial system that sets up. Somehow I'm the one who gets told to don't say the person's name. Yeah. Come yeah. on. So, you know, but what's sorry, that said, I've never you know, said yeah. anything about that before. And it's been <laughs> oh, yeah. pent up in me for quite some time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, so the, the big deal is, is we're getting together. We're going to sing together. We are going to uh, have uh, people speaking. And so I know that uh, Josh Jenkins um, will be speaking. Um, I've been asked to speak as well. There'll be some other speakers out there. I know that we'll end up having a keynote speaker. I'm not sure who that is. I don't know if it's Mike Moon, um, but this is all centered around that uh, Senator Mike Moon is now again uh, putting forth an abolitionist document into the Senate. So it is uh, SB 699. You can look that up on the uh, Missouri.gov. Uh, um, yeah, I guess it's the yeah, Missouri.gov website. You can look that up. You can go to our timeline and I've got links posted up, um, but you can check it out. And it does um, talk about the abolition of it's, it's the abolition of abortion in Missouri act. And so it, there's a summary of it that gives you um, what the bill is about. And it is a, it is an abolition document. And so what we need to do is uh, come together at the rally, um, pray for Mike moon, pray for, um, and I'm going to call him out, pray for Doug Ritchie, pray for any Christian that is a representative, um, pray for any Christian that is a senator to get behind this and sit there and talk and uh, preach the gospel to one another and understand that if we're going to call this murder as Christians, if we're going to call them human beings, we cannot support uh, anything less than total abolition with no compromise, no exceptions. And so we can't, again, we're Christians. So the Bible talks about how God hates unjust laws. So we cannot support unjust laws. Okay. And then the unjust law is, you know, incrementalism that says you can kill babies over here, over here, but not over here. Well, remember, and so that we're fighting injustice with injustice. And the Bible tells us not to fight evil. Well, with Adam, evil. Adam, remember that the Missouri Baptist annual meeting that was uh, conducted in 2021 in the 15th resolve says that we will not embrace incremental an incremental approach to ending abortion because it challenges God's lordship over the heart and mm -hmm. the conscience and rejects the call to repent completely and immediately. That is something that Missouri Baptists have said they believe. Yeah. They believe that. And likewise, no joke, it says that we in the 18th resolve that the Southern as Southern Baptists, we will engage in with God's help in establishing equal justice and protection for the preborn according to the authority of God's word, as well as local and federal law. We call upon pastors and entity leaders to use their God-given gifts, preaching, teaching, and leading with one unified principle, prophetic voice to abolish abortion. That is the position that the Southern Baptists, the Missouri Baptists have taken. They have made it very clear that they are not going to embrace an incrementalist position. So failure to affirm this is actually failure to uphold those things that you have said as a resolution. Furthermore, if the Missouri Baptist Convention fails to support what Senator Moon has put forward, 
They're lying. They're saying one thing and then acting in another way. That is sinful. That is problem. Further, they say this in the 19th resolve, that because abolishing abortion is a gospel issue, we call upon governing authorities at all levels to repent and obey everything that Christ has commanded exhorting them to bear bear fruit in keeping with repentance by faithfully executing the responsibilities. This is what the Missouri Baptist Convention voted for. This or is, is this, exact- again, just to, just to make sure this is Missouri Baptist, this isn't the Southern Baptist. That's right. They have called for repentance. If you look at the resolution that they put forward, there is all kinds of things in there that say, this is what we should support. This is what we should support. So make it very clear that the Southern Baptists in the state of Missouri have said that they are for the abolition of abortion. They want it ended. They are not embracing an incrementalist approach. This passed overwhelmingly, right? This passed overwhelmingly. So let's see if these people will actually do what they say they they are going to do. Again, I call on people like uh, our, our good friend, Don Hinkle, to make sure that the pathway is there so that they can cover this. There needs to be, why has there not been anything that has stated that they're actually going to be there? Have you seen anything in the pathway regarding the fact that Southern Baptist Senator Mike Moon has put forward a resol- has put forward a Senate bill to abolish abortion? Where is the coverage on this? If this is what Missouri Baptists believe, Don said very clearly on our podcast not too long ago that give him the ammunition and he'll uphold it. Well, here it is. The Missouri mm-hmm. Baptist gave it to you. Yep. And so with that said, I'm going to share this one last time anyway, just to get the image up so that you can see it. Hopefully it gets in your brain that there's an abolish abortion Missouri rally. It's at the Missouri State Capitol, 201 West Capitol Avenue, Jefferson City, Missouri, February 9th, 2022 from 1 to 3 p.m. And you can get some information about abolition at www.abolishabortionmo.com. You can also go to tagyouradministries.org and check out the uh, Missouri Baptist for the Abolition of Abortion uh, page there. And that one, actually, I put up a um, little slideshow that takes you through the what we presented anyway, as far as the uh, Missouri Baptist for the abolition of abortion resolution. So you can kind of get in the frame of mind what the position is if you don't know what it is, um, or you can read it and get more pumped up if you already know what the <laughs> what the resolution is all about. But yes, please come out and join us. I know Kevin Myers will be there. I think he's also speaking, or at least if he's not speaking, I think he's got some music um, covered anyway, but there'll be a lot of people there to make great connections with, to exhort you um, and to uh, lift you up. And uh, just, it's one of those things that, you know, we, it can seem bleak being an abolitionist. You can, you can despair and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, let's come together. Let's uh, encourage one another. Let's uh, lift the crown rights of Jesus Christ over the state of the Missouri of, of Missouri. And uh, let us call people to ignore Roe as the iniquitous decree that we agree on. You know, that's with the pro-life industry. You'll find a lot of people say this is iniquitous, but they're going to say we have to recognize it as the law of the land when they don't. Um, that's the issue, but there'll be a lot of speakers, a lot of information, um, to go around. So again, February 9th, 2022 from one to 3 PM at the Missouri state Capitol abolish abortion, Missouri rally be there. So yes, now we got to get onto our main, (laughs) our main attraction, which, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, Elon Musk and, uh, and him being on the Babylon B. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's an issue <laughs> and I, I really didn't know about it uh, until I was told about it, but you know, uh, the, the issue is with Babylon B, um, they've got a podcast and I don't follow the podcast. Um, I know about the Babylon B cause I've read a bunch of articles and stuff, but I haven't really followed them. So it's mostly, you know, I know what the Babylon B puts out because other people read the Babylon B and they share it on Facebook. Um, but I do know a few things, uh, as far as the Babylon B goes as you know, started with, uh, Adam Ford and his Adam Ford D or Adam Ford comics, which were pretty darn solid and poignant comics. He started the Babylon B as a, uh, onion, uh, style, a Christian onion satire site. And there's some really awesome scathing articles, you know, making fun of Calvinist, you know, in the cages at the zoo and stuff like that, you know, and it was, it was a good time. And then I know that, uh, eventually he uh, had handed that over. And so basically Babylon B took under, or I guess had taken on new management and whatnot. And so then it's just stayed a satire site and apparently they've got a podcast and I think they might've started that a few, maybe last year or two ago, but I really haven't uh, um, dealt with it. But uh, again, it's all uh, other people getting into Babylon B and that's uh, the reason why I know about it. So I was with a family the other or yesterday. So, uh, for lunch anyway, a church family or two church families. Anyway, we all came together and this is where I heard about, and they were talking about, it. I'm like, Oh, I just saw something floating around social media, but I really don't know what's going on here. Basically people are all around there saying that, uh, you know, Elon Musk has accepted Jesus Christ. What do you think whenever you hear that, Dave? I think of someone repenting of their sins and trusting Jesus Christ as the substitute atoning sacrifice to save them, that the righteousness of Christ has been imputed onto the believer and the wretchedness of the sinner has been taken on by Christ Jesus. There is an amazing nature to that, and it is an amazing miracle, the greatest miracle of all. And Christ saves those who are unable to save themselves by his choosing and by his for or preordination. Yep. And so, I mean, the big thing was sin. You talked about sin, repentance, all that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, that's what's lacking. But I guess let's not poison the well too much. I know a lot of people have already seen it. Well, and in, I always uh, say numerous but, times, both at First Baptist and here at Lynn Valley Community Church, I always say, what is the gospel? Well, it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes and then I say the gospel is that the creator of the universe entered in to his creation mm -hmm. to redeem a people who could not redeem themselves for our good and for his glory. And yeah. that is just a succinct way. I don't even remember who it was that I first heard say that probably my dad. Right. And so it's just something that I've obviously that's like my default when someone says, what is the gospel? That's my go to. Yeah. And he entered in because uh, people were sinful. And they were in a bad, bad shape. So the gospel actually presupposes the law. And so if Jesus is saving, he's got to save you from something. And you got to talk about that something that, um, you know, what are you saved from? And so, yes. you know, we got to really listen to this because is there any sense of, um, you know, like I, I think I posted a comment on somebody's that shared it, or maybe it was Babylon B um, on there, but you know, you get lost in the mix there. So it doesn't, almost matter but i did at least get my two cents in and i was like there's no sin here there's no repentance 
you know, like G whenever, whenever Peter got it, whenever he looked at Jesus, he said, I am unworthy of you. And he said, get away from me. Right. Is that going to be something that Elon's going to do? Or are we just in education mode? Well, we just got to get you thinking about Jesus and stuff like that. And just, just accept it. Can you accept it? And that's kind of what we're getting into. So before we go in any longer, because we can talk about it without playing the video, <laughs> but let's play the video and uh, do our normal uh, tag your it sort of video playing commentary that we're that we're uh, known for doing after all these years of uh, doing this together. So uh, here it is. Um, I've got the official full interview. Elon Musk sits down with the Babylon B on on YouTube. That's the video that I'm utilizing. And it starts I'm starting at uh, an hour and 33 minutes and 29 seconds in. And so basically this, they're interviewing him. I think, I think the last question was question number nine. Then they come to this last question. So this is the last question of all the series of questions where they really get into it. Um, you're going to hear music playing. It wasn't playing the whole time. So this is a very emotional event um, that they have uh, planned for you to watch um, on their YouTube video when they're, when they're, interviewing elon musk so let's uh get into it with this last question the most poignant question that we have come to talk about today yeah i mean we're here we're you know the babylon b is a christian organization you know and uh we're a ministry well, well how come we're doing the show on a sunday why are you heathens in church <laughs> exactly so we have to make a church this right is supposed now. to be a day of rest we what kind of apologetic is that for the church either too like we're just going to make a church now instead of going like, hold on a minute. Let's not talk about that yet. That's, that's ecclesiology. That's something to dig into. Um, and there is a good reason why we can have, hold a podcast on a Sunday night. Right. So but here's what they, I'm going to also they react and they totally just mess up and they give them bad information. Well, totally. Here's one of the things that he says is a defining feature of the Babylon B. He says that we are a Christian organization. We are a ministry. Well, what does he mean by Christian organization? Well, yeah. there is obviously a lot to unpack because many times people will say that they are Christian, but that doesn't mean anything good, right? Honestly, I mean, if you go to the United Methodist Church, they're going to say they're Christians, right? If you go to the, if you go to LDS, they're going to say that they're Christians. Now he's saying, look, we are defining, we are defined by this um, definitional meaning, objective meaning of Christianity a Christian organization, we are a ministry. Well, what is a ministry? What is the purpose of ministry? So in other words, they're a parachurch organization with a goal to get the gospel out to people. When I hear those terms, I think of uh, a group of individuals that first and foremost submit to the authority of God's word. They're an organization where they submit to the authority of God's word. So that means by um just by implication, they likewise are called to the Great Commission. And then they say, no, no, we're a ministry. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? They're called to minister to the church. They're called to edify the church. They're called to call the church to repentance. They are equipped there to equip the church to be edified, to exalt the Savior, and to evangelize the lost. And so mm -hmm. those things are, are defining features. So if that is the statement that I am making, then my ability to articulate the truth and the true message of the gospel is should be deeply embedded in who we are. So is the Babylon Bee? Now, I never thought of the Babylon Bee as a Christian organization and ministry. I thought of it as a fun thing that Christians would look at that had kind of a Christian worldview slant to it that was, again, mm -hmm. like you said at the beginning, 
basically a Christianized version of the onion, right? It's a satire site. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like I said, it's, it's changed hands. And I know like, it's one of those things getting into this going, I know Adam 40, I know his comics. I loved his comics. I actually followed his comics because they were really well done. They were really solid. And then I know he started the satire site and some of the things that I saw people sharing, you know, it was really, really funny, but you knew it was satire. Some things got, you know, if, if you were sort of out of our circles and you shared it, you know, other people out there that didn't get it, you know, they're kind of like, uh, I hope that's a satire. And you're like, yes, it is. It's satire <laughs> and whatnot. Um, but, uh, now like I'm, I'm seeing the, the handover to whoever, took it over after Adam Ford. I know that again, he has done not to be, which is not a satire thing where he deals with some current events and shares articles and comments on them and stuff like that. But I know that this is, there's something already that is a distinction from what I've seen. And whenever I looked at Adam Ford's comics that were actually, even though they were satirical in a way, they were still more grounded in, in a real conversation with real questions and answers um, happening. Um, in his work there. And so what I've seen now is like right now it's a satirical, just jokey atmosphere. And I understand that we want to try to bring people in and have fun, but now it's at the expense of what is church? What are you telling? What are you telling Elon Musk that church is instead of going on, instead of saying either you can get into it, which that's not the point of the conversation. So you can say like, there's more to that, but let's talk about this first. And then we can go and actually talk about, you know, why we're here on a Sunday night and why we can be on here on a Sunday night, but that's not what you're trying to get to with Elon right now. And so you can actually say, hold on, let's put back, let's, let's go back here. And we want to take you here. And then we can talk about this later. Right. And that'd be more honest, but right now it's just a big comedic atmosphere. You think it might help you get that way into the door, but you're just totally ruining it <laughs> for the conversation. The hears are going to be ruined uh, by this comedic atmosphere when you're trying to, you're putting on the music, you're trying to make it serious, but you're not at all. And so this is again, like church is now a joke is what people are saying. Zoom church to Do justify you idea, like God said, <laughs> don't work on Sundays. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a perfect example, right? There is a perfect example of them making a distinction that is often unknown and to provide some clarity regarding the Sabbath rest that we have in Christ Jesus, the ability for the law to point us to the truth, the law as a tutor, the opportunity for them to bring in but Christ saved the non-Jewish people. Here is Jesus, who is the fulfillment of the law, who provides an example of the one who could fulfill the law perfectly. Yeah. It's a simple piece. There's a great springboard to the gospel, and, and they just completely laugh it off. I, I thought they were a Christian ministry. I thought mm -hmm. they were a Christian organization. This is true. This is true. I, so, okay. So to make this church, we have to do, we have to make sure just, we're wondering if you could do us a quick solid and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. A quick solid. What? So let's make this a church. So to make this a church, you have to do us a 
quick solid Elon and accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Like, what are you teaching him? What are you teaching the people that are watching you that don't believe because of him? Like, what is the teaching going on here? Again, this is a joke. And so I could only hope that Elon is included and we're just going to make a, you know, like I hope that you can come out and say, eh, psych, you know, we, we told him that we were going to totally bomb this <laughs> and uh, that this isn't the real truth or whatever. And we had a conversation with him, um, not recorded. That was actually real and uh, talked with him about things, but you know, we were just making, no, but that's not what they're doing. They're not, they're not going to go that far into it. No, they're really trying to talk to Musk being comedians because I got to be apparently because that's their brand. Um, and you know, this would be a really good time to be like, well, here's where we here, here's where how Christians can have fun and do satire and, and utilize it to the glory of God. And then here's, you know, here's where we can be serious. And, you know, like we, we, we are not just a satire organization, but we are Christians and we've got to be serious about doctrine. We've got to be serious about evangelism. We got to be serious about showing people the truth about things, but there's none of this. So what are you teaching? Again, Elon, and then what are you teaching the people that are watching because it's Elon on your podcast? Well, then again, there's a great opportunity that gets dropped. There's also this, you don't joke about this. I'm very, you're going to do us a quick solid. Mm -hmm. What does that tell you about the gospel? And to joke about the amazing gift of salvation, which is the pinnacle of the life of the redeemed. Um, you've undercut who you are as a ministry, as a Christian ministry, when you begin to make fun of the miracle that is the new life that is imputed onto a believer, the ripping out of a heart of stone and the giving of a heart of flesh. Uh, it's, it's not a joking matter. It's not. <laughs> On the show. <laughs> um, personal words. It's a quick prayer. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You hear him like knowing where you it's just a from. quick prayer. And yeah, I ended up uh, getting a little uh, advertisement on here anyway, but uh, you hear it. There's just sitting there. Just do us a solid, accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You know, quick prayer, you know, let's, you know, let's, uh, that's, that's the problem. Around. Like seriously, like who in their right mind, like where did they get this, uh, this form of evangelism from? Like I, I'm sitting here, going like you have this awesome opportunity and and we can call him a um, you know a great person in humanity you know he has been blessed beyond measure with uh, with intelligence and uh with um with uh money with with all these things and so we 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 can't believe in chance like god has given him everything and if he doesn't really find life in jesus christ all that stuff is a consolation because he gets to live it now and he's blessed now. And it did come from God, but it's going to be turned into he's been given this stuff and he used it for himself. He used it to build an idol and he used it to build a, a tower of Babel of technology and it's going to come crumbling down. And he's going to spend eternity in the torment of his rebellion against what he does know. He does know that God exists. He doesn't know that an ideal of God exists. He knows that the true God exists. He's getting the gospel or he should be getting the gospel preached to him so that he knows who Jesus Christ is. He knows what salvation is. He knows that he's in sin. 
he knows that he is building a tower of Babel with everything that God gave him. But no, where is that? Where is that? It's just, again, are you going to do us a solid and be a part of our team? And, you know, like what kind of evangelism is this and where did you get it from? If the intent is to make fun of that type of evangelism, I don't think that there's something wrong with saying, just so you know, this is how a lot of Christians would say you should do this to call attention to that. I don't think there's something wrong with that. Oh, right? no, no, that would be great because that does need to be made fun of. Because if this is, again, if this was pointing out, hey, this is what a lot of evangelism looks like, that's this would be a great platform to do it to sit here and be like, here, here's what you think evangelism is. And then people would be listening to it. They'd be laughing at it. And then they realize, Oh, this is a lot of conversations. This is what we do. This does sound horrible. This does not match scripture. Right. But again, I, they're putting the music on. I mean, it's, you want it to be satire, but then again, this is an opportunity to actually talk to somebody and uh, they're dropping it and they're making fun of it. And God will not be mocked. To say, like, I agree with the principles that Jesus advocated. So he agrees um, with the principles that yeah. Jesus advocated. So he's like, you know, I think I've just, there's a little blip there, a little sliver that we missed or whatever, but it was that they're coming out of that, do me a solid, make Jesus your personal savior, you know, let's say a quick prayer, or whatever. And he's sitting there thinking about what he's going to say to this. And he's saying, well, I certainly agree with Jesus's principles. Well, if this is all satire, then maybe the things that he's saying is just simply satire too. He's just making fun of Jesus. He's just making yeah. fun of these principles. I mean, what is what is truthful, what is real, and what is not? And that's the problem that you're getting into with this. These guys cannot designate which lane they're going to play it. They're going to run it. Mm-hmm. The you know there's some some there's great wisdom in what in, in the teaching teachings of. of Jesus, uh, and I agree with those teachings. Um, and things like turn the other cheek are, are very important because as opposed to an eye for an eye, uh, an eye for an eye leads everyone blind. So forgiveness, you know, is important and um, treating people as you would wish to be treated. Love thy neighbor as thyself, very important. Is this all satire? Is this all just satire? Or is it true? Or is it real? And and the thing is, he's saying that he agrees with the teachings. You know why he agrees with the teachings? Because he likes them. But does does he understand that forgiveness is great because we're sinful? And if there is no sin, why is there, why are we forgiving one another? Like forgiveness goes out the window if there's nothing real to be forgiven for. And so when we get into this atheistic idea that we're dancing to our DNA, is there anything wrong? Now, if you, you can't love the teachings of Jesus fully, unless if you embrace the fact that we are sinful, that we rebel, why do we need to be told to love neighbor as ourselves is because we don't want to do that by nature. And then the gospel comes in and changes us to actually selflessly, not selfishly do this, but selflessly do this because Christ chose to himself come down and be made flesh to become sin, one who knew no sin so that we can be the righteousness of God. And that is the strength of the gospel is the fact that we are unworthy. And there's like, 
Elon Musk goes, I'm, I'm unworthy compared to this Christ. Again, he has not been forced into that, that Peter um, issue to where I don't think Elon has met his unrighteousness. So he's just, I like the teachings. The teachings are good. Well, Thomas Jefferson did too. And then he edited the Bible to get rid of the miracles. You know, so again, like Elon's going to come up and say, you know, I believe in the God of Spinoza. So again, like he likes the teachings. He likes the wisdom. He is a philosopher, right? He loves knowledge, but does he actually love Jesus? And then it comes to why does he love Jesus because of the wisdom or does he love Jesus because Jesus did something that Elon Musk and all his money and all his fame can never do. And that's the thing that the Babylon B is not exposing. It's just a joke. It's a, you know, just give you the right information, say Jesus, say a prayer, be baptized, and then you're good. Sign your card. And, they might uh, you're, claim you're part to be, of this now. They might claim to be a religious or excuse me, a Christian organization and ministry. But when it came to the most crucial Christian ministry component, they failed drastically. Yeah. And they treated it as if it was a joke, and therefore as, they should be repentant. Yes, as Einstein <laughs> would say, I believe in the God of Spinoza. There it is. Um, so, um, but hey, if um, you know, if if, if Jesus is is uh, saving people, I mean, I, I I wouldn't stand in his way. You what? Know, like they'll be sure. I'll be and when are you going? What are they going to say to this? Yeah. I think he just said yes. We got it. Right. He just said yes that he believes in the God of Spinoza, that he's not going to stand in the way of Jesus saving people. So is Jesus just one of many ways, uh, one of many people that can save from something that they haven't talked about? Um, again, the God of Spinoza is the Enlightenment God. That's an idea that they still recognize they needed. Again, even Kant had a God. It just wasn't the God that actually can condescend and speak, condescend and do these things. The God of the philosophers is not the biblical God. And they let him believe in the God of Spinoza, not standing in the way of Jesus saving people. And he says, you know, I can accept that. And then they're just like, yes, we got it. We got him. We got our soundbite. We got our clickbait. We got tons of people now that are going to come even flock into the Babylon B to generate our revenue. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing that I can say that they should be excited about is maybe some consolation money. So, you know, the Babylon B needs to repent. Because, it's not a you know, joke. It's yeah. not a joke. It's not some teasing thing. And even if your goal is to make fun of that type of evangelism, if you're a Christian ministry, don't you want to clarify this? Or are you just going to assume that everyone who falls who falls into your website is going to not assume that that is uh, an accurate view? Because you're presenting it as if it is with that music, right? Mm -hmm. With the way that you're trying to portray it. How do people not know if that is a satire piece as well? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then sitting here just going like, so are you 60, 70%? You know, that, that's the another issue that we have to go. Is there any neutrality here? Is there any percentages? Jesus said, if you're not for me, you are against me. And yeah, he can say, well, I like Jesus. Well, apparently he's for him. But then again, he believes in the God of Spinoza. 
So if he believes in the God of Spinoza, Spinoza can't believe that Jesus can actually be God and take on flesh and speak the words of the father who spoke before his incarnation, right? Like Christianity does not jive with Spinoza's God, the, the God that Einstein, you know, ended up quote saying, you know, I believe in Spinoza so that, you know, this is just, you know, uh, philosophy, um, I, idealism and all that kind of stuff. And they accept it. So what kind of gospel does the Babylon be actually believe in now the people of it? What kind of gospel are they going to try to actually get you hooked onto once they get you in with the satire? And so, you know, again, when it comes to uh, salvation, when it comes to ecclesiology, when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to evangelism, the Babylon B, like with its satire, is a joke. It's all a joke. I hope that they come in, come out and be like, even though it's still not right to do, I don't think with this situation, they can be like, oh, no, we were all on the same page. We we're all actually joking. Um, here's a better interview <laughs> with, with uh, Elon Musk. And, you know, it's still, it wouldn't, it'd be very, very, uh, it'd be another episode to talk about it, why it's wrong <laughs> to do that. Um, but uh, I don't think it is. I think they were actually trying to reach out to Elon Musk. They got as awkward as Elon Musk is, and they probably cowered out. They were cowards in front of a, and they feared him because of his influence and they did not, they were not willing to actually talk about, you know, you've got all these riches. What are they going to be worth? You're going to die. And uh, you're going to die in light of eternity and everything that you build now, every time you go to space, not going to matter. And that's, that's, that's the sad thing. And Elon Musk didn't get anything. And so that's a very sad thing. And no, so he got that the gospel was a joke and that mm-hmm. these Christians were funny people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Entertainment. That's where uh, the entertainment spirit will take you. Um, if you're not rooted on the actual word of God, the actual true gospel um, and really understanding who Jesus Christ is. And, you know, we've got to give people a real true understanding, no matter if uh, they end up not liking us at all, because it's not because they don't like us. It's because they don't like Christ. That's what Christ said. That's right. So, um, yeah, uh, that's, so I wanted to deal with that, um, as being a current event, uh, being such a big clickbaitable thing. I wanted to make sure that we as Tigerit got out there, um, with everybody to speak, to this issue. Again, we do not want to hate on the Babylon B. It is a lot of fun, but if they do not repent, that's a different story that we need to talk about. And as Christians, we need to, you know, it needs to be more than just podcasters. It needs to be people in their lives calling to repent and to publicly come out and say, I'm sorry um, for this episode and sorry that we dropped the ball um, with such a, an amazing guy that I would love to have as a brother in Christ. Um, that would be the, that would be wonders to have him a part of the community of Christ, um, but it needs to be repented of. And so we, I wanted to get hold of this again. It's uh, from hearsay, and I wanted to make sure it's not just hearsay anymore, and uh, to be able to speak about it and put this out there. Yeah, excellent cultural artifact, Adam, that demonstrates fundamental problems within modern large tent evangelicalism. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that's a little bit of a quicker episode than uh, we're normally used to doing, especially with videos, but I do need to go for the evening of recording anyway. Um, So um, I just want to say thank you, Dave, for your time. Thank you, Adam, uh, for your time. It's always fun, man. So great. And the quick turnaround on this, uh, 
on this information too. So it's all, always an op, a fun opportunity to be with my buddy Dave here um, on the Tag You're It podcast. So with that said, this is the Tag You're It podcast. I am Ray Ray. And I am Dave. And solely. Deo. Gloria. Gloria.